Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up Podcast. Really happy to have you back with me this week. Today I am joined by a new guest, Trisha Margus, an awakened and inspired soul who is here to expand the minds, beliefs, and perspectives of the collective as a host of her conscious podcast, 90 Degree Turns, found mainly on YouTube, Instagram, and recently featured on Edge of Wonder TV due to her banned YouTube interview on COVID-19 with bioacoustic pioneer Sherry Edwards. As a journalist, her alternative media channel is focused on shedding light to a wide variety of topics and guests that cover everything from wellness to spirituality, energetics, metaphysics, and more. Her intrigue with a vast array of concepts and curiosities of this world and beyond has quickly led her the opportunity to speak at the SETI Ranch in Washington State and her first international conference experience 2020 held in Florianopolis, Brazil, this September 2020. Wow, Trisha, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, we've been trying to connect for a little bit here, and I'm so glad that I've finally been able to to lock it down for here. And it's been, I think, perfect timing. I love how like it really was perfect timing and how it's all come out. So you were just recently at Iseti. How was it? Oh, it was it was really wonderful. It was probably my third time at a conference there, and honestly, I think this I think it just gets better every time I've gone. Um, you just the people you meet out there are amazing. Everyone's kind of of a, of a similar mind where we're open minded. We have spiritual interests and other facets that are kind of our focus, right? So for me, it was wonderful because I got to speak at Isadi, and that was like my first time ever presenting. Um, so I was, I was nervous to say the least. Oh, wow. Your first time presenting was at Isetti. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a bit nerve wracking at first. Um, but what I kind of flowed into, flowed into my, um, presentation and I had really good responsive feedback, which was awesome to see that the work I did resonated with people. And it was, it was just wonderful to feel that kind of support in the community. So. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I know you've mentioned what your topic was, and I can't wait to jump into it. But before we do, um, I'm just curious, did you have any wild experiences that you can share with us uh, there? Because I know there's so much activity going on there. Yeah. So, so the way that I can explain it, it's kind of like, you know, when you see a shooting star in the sky, and it seems like it's something super special. That's how it is over there with like seeing craft flying over. So, but they're, they're constant. They are just flying constantly over the property. I mean, you can see them very easily at night. Um, and, and we know that they're crafts because you can use different trackers to see if they're actual, like, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like, oh, what's the word? It's escaping me. What is, what is the, does the government use when they try and track things? It's like uh, the satellites and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry about that. I couldn't get the word out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can you can check and see if the things that you're seeing in the sky, if they're actual craft and other like entities, right? Or if they're satellites that fly through the sky, because they satellites are pretty 
um, you can see them pretty much like they're, they're they don't kind of travel in a unique pattern because ships they can go straight they can do a crazy turn they'll loop or they'll like race each other they're you know they'll, they'll go all different directions so it's really cool to see the different craft flying in the sky and then there's a mountain that's only like 13 miles away from the grounds of Iseti and so what's wild there is the mountain there like flashes lights off of it and there's no way that this can be a human being like if someone was out there flashing a light that you could see 13 miles away it would have to be enormous yeah like and 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 this isn't like there's trails everywhere all over this mountain like because the lights that flash off of it it either comes from like the side of the mountain or the bottom or the top and it just it's like a strobe almost some nights like one of the nights we were there the sky was going wild and the mountain at the same time so you didn't know where to look like you didn't know if you should be looking at the sky or looking at the mountain in front of you or what so it was really cool to kind of just have that experience you really can't get it anywhere else at least from from where wherever I've traveled I have not seen this amount of consistent activity you know so it's it's pretty cool and then Bigfoot's a big thing out there. And I, I was just going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot's a big, it's a big deal out there. Um, I, I personally hadn't had any Bigfoot experiences this time around. Um, but I have had other experiences where um, it was a few years ago, I was on my way to the restroom and I, it was not yet sunrise completely, but the sky was already kind of getting bright. And I had heard like right in front, maybe 10, 15 feet in front of me, these giant like footsteps just like doom, 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 like running towards me and they were really heavy they weren't like a human's footsteps they were super heavy and I was like kind of weirded out because I'm like there's nothing in front of me like I can see that they're with my eyes that there's nothing there but this sound it sounded like it was coming right towards me it was so it was like four or five steps and it disappeared like the sound stopped and so I just thought like I don't know what that was like because I I've, I've never experienced big wow. before you know and and so I talked to some people on the ranch and they're like well like Bigfoot's supposed to phase between four and 3d you know so it's it's possible that like you can hear audibly things of that nature right without actually seeing them physically because if they phase in and phase out of dimensions I mean it makes sense I know yeah. it sounds probably kind of crazy to, to anyone normal yeah no. if anyone normal hears this but but those are the kind of things that happen out there, you know, like the veil, the energetic veil there, I think is very thin. So if you're going there with like, you want to heal through things, like it'll rise up, right? Or if you're already in a good place, like you'll just get higher there. Like either way, your energy will rise, um, whether you want it to or not, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Um, are you, um, I'm curious, do you have like clairaudient abilities that that might have come through easier for you? Yeah. So for me, clairaudience isn't common for me. Okay. Which is what's so unique about that experience. Because if I were to normally be able to hear things like that, I wouldn't like think twice about it. But because clairaudience is not like typically my forte, of the different senses, um, it was very surprising to say the least. You know, I had to ask people like, "What do you think this was?" Because either I'm going crazy, or or maybe something was there. You know, so yeah, that's so yeah. wild. I think if what like I should say when I go because I am planning on going. <laughs> um, that is the one experience that I would love to have because I have had multiple meditations with Bigfoot, um, really? often in hollow earth, like in inner earth. 
when I go into inner earth in my meditations. Um, yeah. So there would, there would be one in particular who would greet me. And, um, so it would be really wild to have some sort of experience like that. Uh, but of course I always feel like that's the one experience you won't have because something else is going to surprise <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, over there, honestly, like it really could happen. I mean, I'm other, I've heard many other people's stories where they've had like something feels like it's poking them, right? Like, and, and they, nothing's really there or you can't see it with your physical eyes, right? Or like tree branches will break or like little gifts will be left on their doorstep. Like it is, I really think if you'd go to Yuseti, you'd be able to feel the, the energy is different there. And then also because the veil is thin you, and you already have a connection with Bigfoot through your meditations, I think I mean, you'd have to let us know when you come back, you know, but, yeah. but I really think it's possible, you know, because I, I haven't had meditations with Bigfoot involved or anything like that. So with your connection, I'm sure it'll be even easier for you, you know, yeah. just just trust that whatever will unfold will happen the way it's supposed to, you know. So wild. So let's get into your topic that you talked about. Um, so so let the audience know what 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 topic was it? Yeah, so I basically talked about how the microcosm is a reflection of the macrocosm. So essentially, the way it was, uh, the way I started it off was I talked about like the um, electromagnetic sphere around the Earth and how it creates a toroid, right, a toroidal shape, and how that shape kind of, if you narrow it down to the micro, our bodies have the exact same shape. It's a very universal shape that is in literally everything that exists. You can find it within trees you can find it humans you can it, it just expands outward infinitely um and so what was really cool is that what the part that i really enjoyed was getting down into like our own human body and how we have a meridian system right that is essentially like an energetic highway of our body and that's been scientifically proven by a um a university in seoul in seoul yeah they were able to prove that the meridian line system that is in accordance with traditional Chinese medicine is in fact a real thing, which is amazing because it proves that it's, things that people didn't really believe in or that could question severely now is, has scientific validity to it. And we live in a world where science has to be a thing. So it's great to have that comparison, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I talked about the meridian system, our chakras and kind of what each of them represent, you know, and then down into like a more cellular level. Um, where we can program our minds, like the whole science, uh, I'm sorry, program ourselves via the thoughts we think and the, the food we consume and our overall atmosphere of life. I mean, even, even something like our prenatal development in the womb, like the emotions that your mother feels when, when she carries a child, if she's stressed out or joyful or whatever, have, whatever the situation is, that transfers into your um, into your cellular development. You know? Absolutely. It's interesting because I literally just created a um, meditation to heal at the zero point of conception in, in, the, in your mother when your father's sperm met your mother's egg. Because I mean, when you read Bruce Lipton's stuff and even mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza, they talk about how parents, you know, like if you can clear like your stuff it usually like you want to clear three months ahead of time, like before you even conceive because any of that stuff gets transferred through the DNA because the DNA holds your consciousness or cells hold your consciousness. And so I created this meditation to help clear out the, um, 
the consciousness that was transferred at the point of conception and whatever stuff you may have brought in from past lives that you'd like that you're ready to let go of. And yeah, so that's I'm powerful. A believer in all of that. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's amazing. That's a really good idea because I mean, you can't always control when when <laughs> when it, when a child is conceived. Sometimes that happens on purpose. Other times you're like, well, this is what it is, you know. But being consciously aware of the impact of where you are right on your journey and the things you've cleared and the things you've worked through is super super powerful super powerful i mean I, there was even this um this this unintentional experiment that happened um where was it i believe in it was in denmark i want to say denmark but in in the 40s in during world war ii the germans had actually cut off um food supplies to this country and it was a huge famine that ensued um and i think twenty thousand people had passed due to this famine and, and shortage of uh, food supply. And what's interesting there is that um, it basically became an unintentional experiment because after the, I think it was almost like a year or so, maybe a little bit longer than that, that this famine had occurred. And people were able, scientists were able to later study to see the impact of the development of the humans, of the people that did survive this famine. And it was wild because a lot of them had a lot more um, mental issues later on in life and their DNA was severely impacted, you know, by having a food shortage. They were eating up to 400 to eight, four to 800 calories a day. And that was pregnant women as well. Right. So imagine like you're, you're being, you're conceived during that time and the food is so probably not that nutrient dense, right? You're eating whatever you can just to live. And on top of it, then when they studied the people that did uh, that were conceived during that time later, they had issues, you know what I mean? And it's not that you can't work on it, but it became an unintentional kind of experiment. Um, and really it showed the impact of how that prenatal development is really pivotal to our entire, it sets a foundation, right? Like in yeah. a home, it sets a complete foundation and we're not captive to our DNA, right? We know that with the science of epigenetics, we're not, we're not captive, but it will create a particular blueprint, right? So it's something I think incredibly important to be aware of and conscious of, right? And whether we're aware of it now or in 10 years from now, wherever you are in your journey, right? It matters that eventually you do become aware of it. So you can clear yourself and do the work, you know, just make sure that if you do have a child, you can, they can have a good start, you know, easier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if people really understood how how energy and consciousness works with our cells, like you were describing through your talk, because you hear like a lot of, I mean, I'm, anyone who's going to become a parent for the most part is like, well, I don't want my kid to go through what I had to go through with my parents yeah. and the traumas. Like, you know, I want, I want them to have better than what I had. That's usually like how people think. Yeah. And so if people really understood how important, like they not even realizing what they're transferring, like all of the, avoided you know shadow work and the, the pain that hasn't been healed yet and how that like it's just it's know? a lot it can be really heavy you know it, it really can be absolutely it's it's definitely something to think about you know yeah. um absolutely and and it's interesting because you like you've mentioned like joe dispenza and bruce lipton like all these they're they're they've already hit the mainstream you know so I think that's what's super exciting is that although we have like our little niche channels here, you know, and it's awesome, um, 
people like that have hit the mainstream. So it's in the collective awareness, you know, that we want to create a better life for our, our future generations. But then to know on a DNA level, like that is, it's empowering, you know, extremely empowering. You know, if you look for that kind of stuff and to understand like what kind of creators we really are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of exciting too. Like I, you know, I was listening to a podcast um, earlier this week, uh, Aubrey Huff, who's an ex MLB player. Um, and he, I guess he got, um, he wouldn't bend a knee or he was, he wasn't, he wouldn't take back his support for Trump. And so he got, I think, excommunicated from the league and he started a whole podcast on it. And I was listening to one of his episodes, it's actually the first one I've listened to, and it was on, um, it was on vaccines and, and things like that. And uh, these guys, him and his host, who was also involved in the Major League Baseball, um, they're talking about intuition. Like here are, here are like these like superstar athletes who are just big dudes and, you know, like muscle bound, whatever. And they're talking about intuition and the pineal gland. And I'm like, whoa this that's is so cool huge. like really going mainstream <laughs> that's really cool and you know what's interesting is i feel like athletes themselves i think they are one of those conscious creators that don't know that they're creators yeah you know because if you think about when you play a sport you have to see yourself already doing whatever motions you're going to be doing before you do them you know like when you're practicing drills, like in basketball, you're seeing yourself shooting the hoops, right? Like if you're playing soccer, you're practicing your footwork physically, obviously, but then also like, like when I did sports, I had dreams where I'm practicing the sport and I'm in it. Like in my, I can feel the wind going by me. Like I am practicing my skills in my dream state. You yeah. Know? It's basically um, enacting everything that Joe Dispenza talks about, about creating your future self, you know, like yes. you've got to see it already happening in order for you to be able to create a new reality. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So take me through then with, with your, this idea of like the macrocosm being a reflection of the micro and vice versa. What is going on in our world today specifically? Like, is there an event that you could use to help us understand what might be coming up for healing within us for us to be looking at and why we're experiencing it right now? Well, I'd say 2020 is like the entire example, right? <laughs> it started off so well. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone thought 2020 was going to be a great year, right? The year of clear vision. And, and in some ways it is, you know, as, as intense and as devastating as it, um, as it is going through it. I feel like right now we're through in, a, in the middle of a huge purge. Um, and, and like anything, you look at the, the, the mask requirements, right? You look at um, just the lack of being able to communicate with different friends, right? With different opinions. There's just walls being built between families, between friends. Like there is so much um, like trauma and stuff coming up and triggers that I feel like this entire year has been a year that we're able to actually look at. Um, it's making us look internally, right? Because many people have unfortunately lost their jobs, right? If you can't work, you can't provide for your family. And it, and it, it has the potential to completely destroy the family unit, which is a whole different topic on its own, right? Sure. But, but being able to take that time to look within, right? And have benefits of unemployment if you're able to get that as a support system, right? Or find a different job. Everything's just been kind of turned on, on uh, flipped on its head, right? That's the right phrase. 
Um, and that time, I believe, it's just allowed us to go within more and to see, okay, did I really like that job in the first place, right? Or do I want to participate in a protest? Do I really believe in what they're saying? Or is it more like I want to feel like I fit in? If I post a black square on my Instagram, am I actually making an impact? Or am I just imitating the, uh, like, it, I'm imitating being a, really standing for something, right? You know, that's how I felt about the recent, I don't know, like, and, and, you know, to anyone who participated in it, I'm not taking a shot at you, but, um, you know, that women's challenge, like I accept and everyone posted a black and white photo of themselves, like to support women. Did you see that on Instagram? Very briefly. That one was very brief and on my, yeah. And I didn't realize, I thought people were just posting black and white photos because they like, like sometimes photos look nicer in black and white. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But yeah, it was like this and, and, and I got nominated by a friend and I'm just like, there's no way and I'm doing this and this is my choice. And I, I, I just want to say like to anyone who did do it, please don't take this as a dig to you. But it's just this idea of like, well, what, what did it really do? And how is this really supporting women? And I mean, and I come from a place of I'm beyond, I'm beyond this whole like, like women supporting women thing. Like, let's just all support one another. You know, let's just all lift one another up. Male, like, let's, can we please just stop looking at everything that's dividing us and the labor yeah. and everything, you know? Yeah, that's, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, and, and to also give a little statement out, if you posted a black square, that's totally fine. If it feels right to you, do it. You know, like, I'm not trying to knock anyone either, but I think it comes to a point of, yeah, all these tactics of, oh, are you posting this? Are you posting that? It divides people further, right? Because then if someone doesn't post something, then they're going to get backlash on it, right? Or if you do post maybe your own personal opinions about something, you're still going to get backlash, right? Like the people are, there's never a shortage of opinions, <laughs> which you <Yeah>, know. <laughs> something uh, you know what (laughs) that is the one thing that i don't think you know when we thought we had a shortage of toilet paper there will never be a shortage of opinions in 2020 never never like it's just it's an it's impossible you know because either you do one thing right you think you do it right or it feels right to you and someone will not like it and that's okay you know i don't think we're here to all be the same kind of drones that that um that maybe certain agendas want us to be you know what i mean um yeah, with, with the social media posting, that one, I feel like that one's, I'm not a big fan of following social media trends, but I've grown into that. And it's only because I realized personally for me, in my own opinion, that if I post a certain picture of something, what's that really going to do? I'm just jumping on a bandwagon, but am I actually changing my thought process? Am I actually changing my awareness about a certain topic? And in some cases, perhaps, yes. But I think overall, it's just trying to basically sit at the cool kids table. You know what I mean? And say, oh, I'm a part of this too. You know, and, and I know that we're humans and we love to be social, you know, and that's, that's ironically what social media is supposed to be about, right? Is to stay connected without actually being next to each other. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, we can thank that for us even connecting, right? Because we live in different parts of the country. Yeah. You know, so I think we're using the tools for what they should be used for, right? Um, but there's also a lot of agendas that go deeply behind social media, right? There's censorship. There's a lot of censorship and certain viewpoints aren't being, if they're, if they're being expressed, they're not being allowed to really be seen, right? The algorithms are changed up. Um, so it gets down into more deeper and, and darker 
uh, backgrounds if you look really into it you know I mean I'm sure we've all heard of Zach Voorhees and how he was a Google whistleblower right he he did the um, he was a software engineer I believe in Microsoft and he was able to notice the difference um, how the algorithms were switched and how they were changing uh, certain content to be seen to people that were like considered on the fence when the 2016 election was going on right so the algorithms can know if you have a very strong opinion one way or the other politically yeah and then if you're on the fence obviously those people are the ones you want to infiltrate yeah most, right as a strategy so yeah he was able to prove that their algorithms were In targeting those individuals you know yeah interestingly enough i had him on my channel and no way very year. cool and as soon as i posted his video all my growth in my channel just stopped <laughs> And I started like getting called, like I, I just saw all subscribers getting called like every day. I was losing like 20 to 30 subscribers a day. And I was just like, what's going on? And then I was wow. just like, I could time it back to like when I posted his video and I'm like, well, you know, I guess that's just the cost of like speaking truth. And that's like the slap on the wrist from, <laughs> from Big yeah. Brother. They're like, listen, <laughs> you crossed the line here and talked about things that we don't want to be known, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but see, you're, but the thing is you're, you keep on going. Yeah. You can't let that kind of stuff stop you, you know, because mm -hmm. gosh, if we'd be crushed by something as like being shadow banned or censored, like it's not, that's not why we do this. You know what no, I mean? No. There's so much more integrity and depth to why we do what we do. Yeah. If anything, it's like, it kind of sparks the fire within to like, you know, <laughs> that means you're close to something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to this idea of you know, the macro being the reflection of the micro and vice versa. For you, has there been anything in particular this year that's really kind of helped shine some light into your own healing journey? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just honestly, my relationships with different friends that I have has been really interesting to say the least, because some friends I've noticed are um, open to having conversations and dialogues, which I greatly appreciate, right? And other friends, um, they're not, they're not open to having that kind of dialogue. And that's, that's okay. I've, I've had to, within my own world, I've had to realize like, okay, like, I don't care what someone's opinion is. If you're not hurting anyone else, I don't, I don't care. Like, you mm -hmm. can have your opinion. You're entitled to that, because I don't know those experiences. Um, but it does kind of sadden me a little bit because uh, friendships are really important to me, right? So if some friends don't want to talk because we have differing points of views, that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure many of us can relate to that where, where some people just don't want to talk because they're so steadfast in their views. Um, and for some reason, they consider you a threat for having an opinion that's different, you know, and that's fine. But that to me has been some impersonal stuff that I've had to really kind of work through and realize that it's not a personal thing. It's just truly... It's just someone just they're in their own journey mm -hmm. right and and i still love them and i hope they 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 would love to connect sometime in the future you know i don't close any doors i, I leave the door open if, if that makes any sense there and that's been a big journey for me though, to just not take things as i guess personally right because these are people i've known my whole life so yeah. it, it hits a little harder when it's someone you've grown up with you know oh yeah like and and it's, I've got the same, you know, I've got some friends who have just been really like, we do not see eye to eye on certain things, but 
still open-minded and respectful mm-hmm. of like, yeah. well, you know, like it doesn't change our friendship and we can yeah. certainly talk about a lot of other things other than that. And I'm okay yeah. with that, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I think in today's world too, because of social media, um, it's, it's created this reality where politics and divisive ideas are at the forefront of things where we wouldn't normally talk about that, you know, in, in such, um, in such quantity that we are today. And the passion too. Like there's so much energy behind any, any little like topic of conversation now, you know, like it's, it's hard to just have a casual conversation. Um, You know, just bringing up the topic of masks, like six months ago, we could talk about it in a casual way. And now it's very polarized, you know, but, but that in and of itself is a reflection of what's going on in this entire world, right? This is not an isolated event just within our states and our country. This is happening around the entire world, right? And so that kind of goes to what you were asking about the micro reflecting the macro, like this is happening everywhere. And this is happening on a collective level that we kind of have to decide, are we going to accept this kind of uh, these new mandates, right? Or, or do we want to do something about it? Do we want to educate ourselves about perhaps more the more scientific basis on them? If there mm-hmm. is, you know what I mean? I think it's important. I was actually talking with someone about this uh, not too long ago where, where the perspective, right? I think it's really important. We can have our opinions, but it's important to see that rounded perspective, right? Because if I'm just going after someone saying, oh, I'm not quite sure if masks are the thing, and I don't know where they're coming from, it's not going to be a balanced viewpoint, right? Like, because if someone is ill and they have an autoimmune disease, right, or they live with an elderly family, yeah, you you should be cautious. Take Mm -hmm. precautions. Don't be like a a jerk about it. You know what I mean? Um, But from a human standpoint, I think that's the more easier thing. The thing that bothers me (laughs) personally is like the hypocrisy of this entire uh, all of 2020 is just a giant Hippocratic like thing. Like it's just, there's so much hypocrisy in everything you do, you know, I mean, not you, but everything that's going on. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I totally understand. And I completely (laughs) agree. It's, it's like, it's on a whole nother level and you can't avoid it. It's so, it's so apparent. Um, and, and to, 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 to that point you were just speaking on, I think it's really important to understand that we all have our unique experiences in this life and we don't, and we don't know why other people have come to the point of their own viewpoints, whether they agree with you or not. Um, we've got to respect that the fact that a lot of our, um, our beliefs or ideologies come in some ways from our own personal experiences. And to be, yeah. to be honest, that's how it should happen. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's where it should come. We, we live in a 3d construct of duality where we're in an experiential existence where the experience is our teacher. So, you know, to, to, you never know what someone's gone through or lived through to why they have maybe it's certain fears or whatever they are and to be respectful of that uh, because we don't know. And if we want other people to be respectful of us, we have to offer that same grace to other people. I found for myself, you know, because I don't like to pretend that I'm, you know, free and clear of the triggers that happen through this. And, and I've definitely been triggered and I see myself, you know, if someone's um, uh, debating me and, and whether it's in a, whether it's in a friendly way or an aggressive way, um, 
you know, the, the emotions that kind of get spurred up and, and this need to go on to the attack. And I'm just like, it's been interesting to observe just within myself. And I'm like, wow, that's a program I really want to shift. I, I'm, I'm still there. And so it's, it's important to be the ever present observant. Oh, and speaking of which you talked about, cause this kind of came into my head cause I do tarot readings and, and things like that. Um, when you were talking about this world being kind of flipped upside down and like everything's kind of turned up on its head to me, it's like, we're going through this perpetual hanging man kind of situation where everyone needs to get a new perspective. And sometimes you got to flip everything upside down in order to get that new perspective. You know, the world hasn't really changed, although it kind of has, but the world it's just, it's been magnified to a point where you can't ignore it anymore. And I think it's important that, you know, we understand perhaps things really have to be topsy-turvy upside down in order for a lot of us to get a new perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. I'm not as familiar with, with tarot, but I, I like that it's, it's very correlated to, to the comment before, you know? Um, yeah, like, I, for sure. When you have things that flip, the only way to see that perspective is to live it, right? And that's what this year to me is, is showing, that everything slipped. You have to kind of, you don't have to, but it, it probably would help and be beneficial if people did their internal work, you know, to see like when those feelings arise, if you're coming at someone at like a more combative way, try and step back. You know what I mean? You have to figure out why you're, why you're being triggered. Like, why am I feeling certain emotions? And, and is it worth to expend this kind of energy? You know what I mean? Like if anything, like our internal world is so important because when we're able to come from like a heart-centered like balanced place our reactions aren't they're not going to be reactions it'll be a response right because a reaction is literally an an action react you're reacting to something (laughs) whether it's an internal trauma or a wound or just some kind of trigger you know so so seeing that internal world and being being like see i used to think like i didn't understand what people said when they're like come from a heart-centered space right like I'm like that sounds lovely what am I there I don't know (laughs) you know what I mean like it sounds great um and then I came to realize personally in my own journey that like when you come from the heart it's just there you're just in a balance like I don't know it's like a feeling you just know when you're there and it's definitely not when you're being triggered that's what I know is is if you're being triggered you're probably not in a balanced centered state you know what I mean and it's normal because it's normal to to, life is full of up and downs you wouldn't know what joy is if you didn't know the exact opposite exactly. right like otherwise if you just lived in in happiness all the time you would think that's that's it that's all that's there you know the contrast the reflecting the duality the polarity all of that is allowing us to see further and grow further into who we are and who we want to be as not just on an individual basis you know but as a collective like come on we are humans we are humans. Like I know aliens are cool and they're out there, you know, but something I think is important to note is like not all, in my opinion, not all beings out there are out there to help us. Like there, there's been, there's a whole galactic history that a lot of people may not understand or know about. And really not everything out there is like your friend. You know? it's, it's really not, you know, and, and I feel like in a lot of the new age communities, they just preach love and light and just go connect with anything that you see fit. I'm really, I, I don't agree with that at all, no, at all, no. because you're opening yourself up to, to things that you don't know what their agenda is, you know, and if you have wounds you haven't healed, that's their food source, 
Yeah, I know. They will take it. That, that whole idea is the exact opposite of spiritual sovereignty. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. You're handing over your power to something else yet again, you know, which is, is a part of like the human condition. We've constantly over so much time given our powers up to other beings that we think were more powerful, whether they're human or mixed or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's been a pattern. Yeah. And even now, like, right. Like not to get too political. Right. But we have a president that I believe is doing some good in the world right now, you know, but to give up our entire sovereignty and hope that he's our savior for everything I think is naive. Oh yeah. Right. Because our power comes from within. When I decide something, when you make a decision that creates literally a new timeline in our reality. Right. And us keeping that heart centered space literally reverberates not just through our physical body, but through all the multidimensional bodies around us, through our energetic field, through our aura. Right. And we're able to make an impact. We don't have to wait for someone to, although it may help, right on the collective level we don't have to wait for someone to come down and save us like it's just it's it's a nice idea it's like a disney movie it's a fairy tale it's yeah it's 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 really a um a victimhood program and so i don't like to i am certainly like i do support the current president quite Mm -hmm. a bit although that doesn't mean that i am naive to or or turn a blind eye to everything that is said or done and i don't believe he's here to save us i believe he's part of this collective um um, movement that we're all here trying to, you know, it's essentially, if you're working to save yourself, then you're putting out the frequency of helping the the planet, you know, and, and, and humanity. And I think it's one of the, mo- it's, it's, that's one of the issues that I have with religion specifically is that the, what the, one of the programs through religion, and this is all religion, is that you give up your authority to and it's not that it's not giving your authority up to a god but it's the authority to humans who are supposed to interact or act as their connection point to that mm-hmm. god and are there to tell you what is right or wrong mediaries yes exactly and i don't like that at all i i think that is one of the most detrimental aspects of religion does religion offer great things yes but that in particular is is one of the things i have an issue with just as it is with any other kind of leader such as a president and i don't think that you should look at him as someone who is here to save you because that is giving up all of your power and it also puts you in a place of complacency and not participating in the actual act of um rising above what is being forced upon us Mm -hmm. absolutely I, i i couldn't agree more I mean, yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think our president's doing some, some real good, right? And, and that, that also is my issue with religion, that, that you have to call for someone, a middleman. Yeah. <laughs> you have your connection to source when really we are God's source beings. We have a direct connection to ourselves, right? Like you meditate, right? I meditate. You can feel that connection. Like it is really powerful and really beautiful to have that. And, and even if you don't meditate, if you want to pray or whatever, whatever, thing suits you right if going for a walk is how you connect or whatever it is you know what i mean that connection is always there you know and sometimes people lose their way from it but doesn't mean they can't gain it back right all the atrocities that are happening in this world those people are still connected to god 
in one way or another, and I know that's like probably difficult to, to comprehend, right? But like it, they are connected. They still have the potential to connect with God and to not go down dark places. But you make a decision. You choose what you want to do. Yeah. You know, in this life, the next, the one before. You don't. You, if you look at your contracts, you can see what you've done and what still needs to be fulfilled. You know, if you believe in uh, multiple lives and and reincarnation, you know. There's, and, there's so much. Yeah. And it's also important to remember, like, you know, we talk about that, that unity consciousness and we are one and, and we're all connected. We have to remember that we're all connected to even those things that we don't like, you know, in yeah. this dualistic yeah. reality, you know, if, you know, whether, whether it's a pedophile or um, a po- po- politician that you don't like, or, you know, that you see evil in or like whatever it is, we are still all connected. And, in some ways, you know, on a soul level, we can see that we've agreed to play these roles out to help understand and learn from these very polarized positions. Yeah. Yeah. The way I see it is kind of like, like, you know how a movie has a bunch of different characters in it and different plot lines going on at one time. That's what this is. Like this, That's what, I mean, any life can be like this, right? But earth specifically i feel like it's a school we're here to learn like you said experience that's our teacher right and we're we're in a giant movie it's like a galactic movie right that that anything we do will impact others and things that others do will impact us and so we're just we're in a giant film and you know we'll see how it ends uh, none of us really know you know we're all trying our best to raise our consciousness heal the wounds heal the traumas you know but we're in a film essentially we all have different roles we have different scripts and different programs that we've we've chosen to come into you know and and now we get to play them out you know and you get to change them at your will you know like once you once you realize how powerful you are internally right and that connection to source and the impact you can have on your external world by focusing and healing your traumas and your wounds and just misunderstandings like it's so liberating and freeing you know like it really a- is. And I've often like thought, I'm like, you know, what is, is Earth like the number one galactic reality show out there right now? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like yeah. do you sit there and like tune in to like Earth, yeah. you know, what timeline are we entering today? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. I, yeah, I, I definitely, it's like, I just get the popcorn. Like, what are they going to do? Like, yeah. You think they're going to wake up this time? Like, will that wake them up? Will this wake them up? Oh, shoot. They went back to sleep for a little bit, but it's okay. They'll go around the cycle. They'll wake up again. Like, just, just give it some time. They always wake up eventually, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are your thoughts? Speaking of, um, what are your thoughts on um, timeline, um, timeline manipulation? Have you been working with different timelines yourself? Like what's kind of, what's your take on it? Well, um, I can kind of come at from like a background of like, I did some remote viewing a few years ago. And so that's when I kind of learned more about like timelines, I guess you could say. Um, it, the, the way that remote viewing works is you're able to essentially like bridge yourself between like the 3D realm with um, the quantum field, right? And so you're able to locate things or people or events in different timelines. Right. And so you can do that instantaneously. Like you don't need any kind of a uh, space in between, um, which is really cool because time isn't linear. Like we think it is being on this earth, but it's, it's not linear. You can look into the science of it. You know, it is 
uh, we live in a quantum field where everything is essentially happening like in this moment and you can get there instantaneously. So that's when I was first kind of introduced to timelines um, because you can use the tool of remote viewing, right? For things that you can just be curious and see events happening in the past or future or wherever. Have you um, learned the- anything from remote viewing that you applied to alter your current timeline? Um, well, that's the thing. Sometimes people use it to like, uh, they want to know the next lottery ticket numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about like something different, like, uh, you know, like way less 3D, but yeah, um, yeah. But I, I see what you're saying. But like, I just want to mention those things where how, how looking at timelines can be great. But also like if you jump to me, in, in my opinion, if you jump into try and see the next stock market, like where, where you should invest your money, that has repercussions right? It's kind of like in that movie Back to the Future where like the kid goes back in time and then he sees his parents and he starts disappearing because the mom actually likes him versus his actual father. You know, it gets all sorts of complicated. And and I think that's why you have to be careful with timelines, right? Because depending on your intention or what knowledge you gain from it, like it could change this reality that you're in at this moment, right? And this aspect of yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't practiced it too extensively, but just from, from what I have learned on it, it, it really was an eye-opening thing to timelines and how time is not linear mm-hmm. and it is absolutely just the quantum field is, is legitimate and science is able to actually back it up now, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget what, if there was another part to your question there. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's interesting because I've experienced with timelines, I've experienced bleed through, um, like, you know how when you think about like dimensions and things like that, or, you know, parallel timelines and um, you know, all it is like you could have a bleed through through a portal that you perhaps open unknowingly unconsciously that, you know, all of a sudden like the consciousness from that parallel timeline is bleeding through and affecting this one. And I've had experiences, at least that I've been aware of where I've had bleed through from a more positive timeline coming through and I've experienced it in this one um, through physical healing and other things and uh, it's just, it's been wild to, to experience and pay attention to. Um, and I think the more that we uh, really work with our own intuitive development, because it is something that we have to develop and get stronger, just like anything else in this world. It's like, I think, you know, onto that topic that there seems to be this I don't know, hope or misconception that because there are a few people who will go through like a dramatic awakening, like, uh, like it just all of a sudden, like, I don't know, like their their psychic abilities just turn on like full 100 from zero to a hundred. But for the most of us, we have to work at it and develop it. And oftentimes we're kind of waiting, like, when is it going to turn on? When is it going to turn on? But the reality is, is that from my experience, it turns on the more you go through your healing and your shadow work and those abilities turn on because we've been so traumatized to shut those abilities down that as you work through your own shadows and heal, that's how your intuitive abilities turn on. And this kind of hoping is really delaying and creating a, um, it's kind of like this false program that keeps people stuck from actually experiencing what they're able to. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like I know that as I've, as I've meditated more and more and been more consistent with it, I've had different experiences where I'm able to like see a past life of mine. Right. And that's wild because I, I have certain feelings that I feel like I've been involved with certain lives. Like, let's say I was like uh, in the military and I killed a lot of people, or I was a King in another life or some kind of ruler. Right. Like 
those are really intense lives. Like they're really intense. And like, you can feel the emotions and like everything that encompassed that life is like you, for a moment, you've jumped to that timeline and you're able to feel it all, which is cool and kind of freaky at the same time because you're like, wow, this, I didn't expect to feel all these emotions that I'm feeling at that moment, but that aspect of myself in that line, like, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know if I would call them bleed throughs. I, I, I do know I've had different experiences where I've been able to see different lives, which is interesting, you know, and, and have those experiences. Um, and they impacted me in a more like, wow, I understand why I have this trigger, right. Or why I feel with this way about a certain topic or, or what have you, you know, um, but to get like an, in, like a healing and stuff that that's pretty, that's pretty dope. Like, you know, yeah. like that's, that's incredible. Yeah. It, it, it was, it's wild. So is there a particular past life for you that's been prevalent in understanding because it ties into this lifetime, like in your own healing journey? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Um, it's a bit personal. Uh, so, oh, okay. Well, like, um, it, it, yeah, if it's okay, I would probably want to skip that, that one. If that's, if that's fine with you. I don't yeah, no problem. I totally understand. Um, yeah. Cause there's certain things that I haven't shared on my channel about um, past lives that have come through um, that are very prevalent in my own healing journey here and yeah. understanding that. Um, but I, I don't mean to just like be rude or anything. It's just so, so, just the one I'm thinking of. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to share it on, on the big screen of the internet. No, <laughs> Not because yet, here's know. the thing is that what a lot of people need to understand is that there's a level of healing that needs to happen in order for you to feel comfortable in sharing mm -hmm. that because mm -hmm. it can trigger things that you may not be ready to feel yet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's exactly what's coming up at this moment. I'm like, Ooh, I think I want to <laughs> just keep some things private still, you know, I mean, it's, I, I'm sure we all like our privacy, you know, sometimes it's nice to just have things that you can heal through without the internet, looking at it completely and sharing their opinions on it, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because you know. again, no shortage of those this year. <laughs> no, no, but, but, you know, I think it's also built up a lot of strength. Um, with people within this community and and outside of it, right? When when you know who you are, and when you know, like, when you're aligned with your mission, you could call it right, or your path, or well, you just feel in alignment, and you're doing the work you want to do, and it lights up your soul, you mm -hmm. know, and, and and just makes your heart feel so alive. Like, it makes you almost unbreakable in a way, you know, because the reason of doing things isn't for monetary gain, isn't for the fame, isn't for all this superficial stuff it ends up being something that has so much more power inside of it because it's just coming from a sincere, genuine core place of who you are. You know, like I, I would love to know, like, how did you start your, your channel? Like what was the catalyst for you to come out and do this kind of work? Um, well, I'd always wanted to do like, I do intuitive life coaching now. And for me though, I've always wanted to use my voice more because I started off as a massage therapist mm. and um, so in a way I've been coaching people since I was 23 uh, because I can't tell you how many people have just opened up on the table to me and told me all their, their issues, but I never got to really use my voice so much in a sense because I'm constantly listening and I had like what I'm sure many people go through is a fear of feeling like I wasn't very intelligent. I'm not very educated on a lot of stuff. Like who's going to want to listen to me? And I can't say that I really 
when I started my channel, I had no idea that it would take me to where I am today. And I don't think I even realized how much I loved it until I was in it. And I just won, like it was actually three, just over three years ago when I finally, even though I had my channel for some time, when I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to really just start talking about everything that I love that has to do with spirituality and everything that I want to explore. I'm going to put my little tinfoil hat on and wear it with all its glory. And then, um, but it, I, it was really difficult at first. I was so nervous. I, to talk like now it's so much easier, but um, that was a big challenge for me. And I found ways to like, okay, how do I, um, how do I get through this discomfort of talking and feel like not only am I talking, but I feel good about what I'm putting out there and I feel comfortable with the way I'm delivering my message. And because it's not just about what you're saying, it's how you're delivering the message. And, um, that's when like a year later I started the pod or did I start the podcast at the same time? I can't remember. I think I started the podcast a year later and, or maybe I didn't, I can't remember. You know what? No, I started the podcast and my YouTube channel at the exact same time. And it's the podcast because I didn't make it a video first. It was just audio. Um, that, that helped me just having conversation with, I had two co-hosts at the time and being able to talk about it weekly was really starting to develop my um, confidence in myself and how me becoming more familiar with my material. And they say, and, they, and, and I, and I tell, you know, I, in my alchemy program, I tell everyone there, if you want to, um, if you want to learn something, become the teacher. <laughs> yes. yes. The only way, and we have to start getting really comfortable with putting ourselves out there. We're not here to have the easy ride. And the only way that we get better at something is by constantly putting ourselves in a challenging position where we can grow and exercise a part of us that hasn't been exercised before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's super inspiring. And absolutely true because it was the same for me where I started my channel and honestly I was terrified to be in front of the camera just because I was just I didn't know if people would accept these kind of kind of topics because I just wanted to talk about also whatever I found interesting you know what I mean um and and the situation just kind of fell into my lap where I had an opportunity to interview people and I I did it you know and at first the audio quality wasn't that great and like I didn't have a camera I, I was really just jumping I took a leap you know, and now opportunities have unfolded from it, which is I'm super grateful for, but more so is the community that I'm able to, um, we're able to utilize each other as a resource, right? Like I'm able to post about a video or something and someone will say how much it resonates with them or it's exactly what they needed to hear or something they were studying and they didn't realize like, oh shoot, like that's exactly what I was just looking into, you know, like just kind of creating these kind of connections I think is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so needed you know what I mean like we all want to feel like we're a part of something you know and and to be able to be open-minded and to find people like through Instagram and, and all the other social media platforms you know it's it's awesome it's really like just awe-inspiring to know that you know what doesn't matter your distance or location like you can actually connect with people on a really deep level you know and on things that really hit you like to your soul you know because the topics we talk about it's not always like water cooler talk 
No. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could, Penny, could be, but it's a water cooler, but rarely not. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the general, like overall, it's not something that everyone's like, yeah, no, I know about this and that. They'd be like, what do you, what do you mean? This is what you think, what you've been researching. Like, how do you, how did you get from point A to point C that quickly, you know? And <laughs> it's, it's just, it's wild, but it's a fun journey, you know? And, and absolutely, as soon as you're able to teach things to others, that's when you at least know that you can recognize that you have a decent grasp on the material, you mm -hmm. know, not that you know everything but you have somewhat of a grasp because you're able to then relay it in your own words, in your own terms with your own energy signature onto it, you know, and then people will resonate on whatever frequency you give out. That's where others will resonate too. I mean, you, you look at like Tesla's work, right? Everything is within a, if you want to understand the universe, you have to look at frequency and vibration, right? We know that's true. You know, like it's absolutely true. Like, and, and what's cool about it is you can always change your own frequency and it's, something you have to work on each one of us has worked on it's not like a you have a meter and it tells you oh you're at level 300 you're at level 500 you know but you can see in your own progress like when you look at yourself six months ago a month ago two years ago five years ago ten years ago you're able to see your own progress which is a really cool um I don't know it's just a fun like game almost to see if you're into growth it's fun to see your own changes you know and you see your wings spread like a butterfly and just continue to see the world as what you want it to be you know not be ignorant though of like what's going on in the world but <sighs> yeah i think that everyone especially in this world right now should experiment and put out at least one like youtube video or like a podcast episode or something like th to that extent at the very least one for the simple reason is that we're in the era of censorship, which means you're, we're all being silenced. Your voice is being silenced and is being, there's like this energy of you're not important to be heard right now. We don't want to hear you. And it's a great exercise to work through just doing it. Like if for no other reason, just to do it once and understand what comes up, what fears start to come up to really kind of get tuned into that shadow of your own self into give you some insight into where you need to go further into your own healing. It's a really good exercise and I highly recommend it for everyone just for that simple reason, not because you need to start a whole entire YouTube channel or a podcast or anything like that. But in today's world, energetically what's happening to us and physically what's happening to us, this idea of censorship, how do you get to exercise your voice? How do you get to move beyond that? Like just by you doing that, you're moving beyond that kind of construct that's being imposed upon us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Because I mean, look at, look at like the divide and conquer that's been happening throughout our history, right? It's happening on an even grander scale at this moment, you know, it's, at least that feels way more intense because it's everywhere. It, you can't get away from anything now. It's, it, there's divide and conquer in every moment that you see, right? Whether it's looking at the news, not looking at the news, taking your dog for a walk, not taking it. You know what I mean? Like any little thing can be used to trigger someone. And if you're able to then find your community, right? Or find people of like minds, we're, we're able to collectively connect as a consciousness. You know, I mean, the human collective is, is, is quite large. You know what I mean? And we have an impact. By you doing your kind of work that you do, the work that I do, and, and even just creating even a blog post or anything, it, it has an impact in a ripple. It's like putting a, 
a stone into the water. It will ripple effect on the collective. And the more of us that we're able to get together and recognize that we're here as a human collective, right? Like we don't, the labels don't matter. Mm -hmm. Like I know we care, some people care about the labels, but they don't no, matter. The labels are just meant to separate us further. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if we look at we're human, we're here together and, and what do we want? What life do we want to create? And how are we going to get there? I mean, that's first, that's the thing you have to look at, right? Look at your internal world. What do we have to work on inside? Okay. And that's a never ending process, you know? And then, and then you can look on the outside. How can I be of service here? How can I share my light here? You know, and not in a, in a like a intense, aggressive way. Cause no one listens in that kind of manner. You know, the approach that you come into things is what really matters. It's, it's definitely having that communication and the open heart for someone to feel safe to communicate their opinions, whether they're differing or not, right? We have to start within ourselves and then with our local communities, I feel, to really make a wave around the world, you know? And, and if you have the time, create a channel, you know, do something that I'll just dive into it and see what happens. You know, you might just be pleasantly surprised at the outcome. I never imagined my life would be the way it is now. Like, like I... Never. Like I wanted to be a speaker when I first started this channel. I'm like, oh, one day and I just said, and I was like, one day I'll be a speaker. Like it'll happen. And, and I'm terrified of public speaking. So was I, I, it was one of terrified. my worst fears. Yeah. I dreaded it. And I, and the thought of when the weird thing is, is that I would have visions of me standing on a stage, talking to a lot of people and Too. loving it. And I'm like, this is crazy. I don't want to have anything to do. Like, why am I wanting this? And at the same time, I'm so scared of it. And yeah. You know, because, well, I often, I, I always say that, you know, our fears are lighthouses to our greatest potential. But, you know, for everyone out there, I think there's this idea that, well, one day I'll figure out what I love and what my purpose is and then I'll just do it. That's not how it works. You've got to just start taking action in some direction and you'll get pulled into maybe a new direction or something will come onto your path that you were least expecting and it'll completely alter your whole perception of where you want it to go. And you have to be able to be in it. There has to be some sort of forward movement. You need to be willing to take a risk and put some action in there. It's not something that you're just going to wake up one day and like, Oh, there it is. Thanks. Spirit. <laughs> now I'll do it. <laughs> it would be nice. You know, like that'd be really like almost too easy. You know, I feel like, uh, yeah, that example with the public speaking, I like I thought it would be nice to do, right? But 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 it's also because I was so scared of it. I knew I had to go towards my fears and to just essentially let them disintegrate completely, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not that I don't have any other fears now, but at least I got through some ones that were definitely big in my life. Um when when you go towards those fears, you're able to truly transform yourself. You know, it's, it's a beautiful process of unfolding. And, and what's interesting is like, it's not just you think something and it shows up like you're saying that doesn't work that way. You have to have that like whole mind, body, spirit connection, right? Like, like Joe Dispenza talk, oh, so many people talk about this, but you have to have like your thought process connected with your heart, right? If you can feel something inside and you can then match those feelings with a like an affirmation or a, or a vision like if you can put all those three things together my gosh it's just a matter of time it's not if something will happen it's just when but you have to keep that frequency yeah. right like act as if it's already here that's 100 percent true you know 
And you have to be willing to do things you haven't done before. Otherwise, how do you expect to have an experience you haven't had before? You have to be willing to do things you haven't done before. And that means you're not going to be an expert. That means it's not going to be perfect. That means you're probably going to fuck up somewhere. But you know what? Like, it's all part of the learning experience. And it's all going to open new doors and opportunities for you and awarenesses that you didn't know that you needed to have. And it's just like, it's a treasure trove. But you've got to be willing to start doing things that you haven't done before. It's the only way to grow. It's Mm -hmm. the only way, like as nice as it would be to just think of something and then you're over the fear. This is a 3d, 3d realm. And we, the way we get through things is by doing them. Right. Yeah. And then also being, we can become the next version of ourselves, but it takes all, it takes a, a, a lot of, it takes work. It takes work to get there. You know, but it's completely possible for everyone. It's just a matter of like, okay, realizing and recognizing what is it that you want to work on and do it, like do it, go for it. Like see it become real, but you have to see it, feel it, and then put action to build that momentum. And do you feel, just before we, we end this, do, do you feel like, because this, I personally really feel like it's now, and I want to say it's now or never, but it kind of is. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're in a time right now where there, there's no more waiting. It, there's no more old oh, tomorrow. It has to be today. It just has to be. Yeah. I, I, yes, I, I completely agree with that, especially with the way this is year has going. This year has been going and, and might continue on for a little while, right? Everything's coming to the surface. If you don't want to look at your issues, right? You don't want to look at your trauma. You rather just pretend that it don't exist. You can do that. Right. But, but how are you going to grow? How are you going to then present yourself in, in the life that you want to build? Right. I don't think there's time anymore. Like you're saying, you can't say out oh, tomorrow. Like it's either now or like never, like, you know what I mean? Like at least that's the way I see it where it's, you either get your shit together, you know, and, and like, okay, I'm going to look at the things I've been hiding from because you can't ignore them. Right. They are coming up and surfacing right now for everyone. everyone for a reason right it's so we can clear all the dirt dirty water and we can get to the part where it's a beautiful like caribbean beach where it's clear water you know like wow like look it's not murky anymore i can actually see beyond my hand you know like it's it's this is the time to do it and and it's, there's not like a switch you can flip and say, oh, I'm done here, right? Because I mean, you've seen you've been spiritual for a long time. I have as well. Like this kind of work is lifelong and not just this life. Like it is multi lives long. Like it is, and I'm not, not even getting different aspects of ourselves in different places. Like it is a continuous timeline that never ends really. Yeah. And, and if you get the source, great. You'll probably eventually get bored with singularity and want to come down and try it again and try duality. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you've been preparing for lifetimes for this particular lifetime. Yeah. And it's a special like, time. Yeah. Like, and this is the most important lifetime because this is the one you're experiencing right now. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it, I think it's really special. And if we, if I, I'm sure your audience understands this, but when we realize our own power and how, what a gift it is to be alive right now, like it's truly a gift, regardless of what you emotionally feel your circumstances are. It's a gift to be alive and to be able to talk to others, to be able to get up in the morning and, and wake up and walk around. You know what I mean? Those little things, it's an experience that's so unique and every day is so different. 
you know, but it depends on your mindset. It depends mm-hmm. on your, your, where you are here and how you feel about the world. Because if I choose to look at things negatively all the time, my world will reflect that. You know, it's all like an inside, inside job, you know, <laughs> like it, it, it really is. And I think it's a huge opportunity now to just, just look at the things that are bothering you. You know, it's about time. Like, yeah. just, let's just, let's just do it. Like, let's do it. <laughs> right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation, Trisha. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really, I love connecting in this way. And I'm so happy that we were able to get a time slot down in the most synchronistic way possible. I know. So please let my audience know where they can find you and what you've got going on right now. Yeah. So um, my channel is called 90 degree turns. It's all spelled out so it's not the number 90 it's spelled out um you can find me i mainly post on youtube and instagram there i have a facebook and i made a bit bit shoot account recently so i'm branching out into other alternative platforms because we have to have ways that we can share our content and communicate with one another um other big things that are going on with me is um so there is an event in September going on in Florianopolis, Brazil. So that is in Southern Brazil. Um, I think it's the 18th to 20th or 21st. Um, it's like a long weekend event and it's a conscious event, similar to like what I was at Adiseti. Um, there's going to be a lot of conscious speakers there. I've been invited to be a speaker uh, recently to go there. So I'm very excited. I'll be speaking on the microcosm as a reflection of the macro. Um, so if anyone's interested to go down to South America and check out beautiful Brazil while the borders are still open, might as well uh, snag that opportunity. I so know. I yeah, know. yeah, you guys can find me on the social medias. And if you want to learn more about that event, I'll be posting about it on my social media. Awesome. Account, so. Well, I'm going to leave all of the, um, all of your connections in the description of the video and on Great, the podcast below. And I got to follow you on Instagram because I don't think I'm following you there yet. Yeah. Follow um, me. I'll follow you right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been so great. Thanks so much for coming on the show and thank you to my audience for joining me again this week. I love you guys so much and just stay in your own conscious field of awareness and please look and see what needs to be expanded and don't be afraid to take a risk and go forward in any dream that you've been envisioning for yourself. We'll be back with you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.